following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. This is Eastern Carolina's longest-running sports radio show. The Brian Bailey Show is on the air. The Brian Bailey Show is powered by Greenville Utilities and also brought to you by Angus Grill, Bostic Sug Furniture, Bojangles, East Coast Grady, Papa John's, Pepsi, The Rick House, Greenville Utilities, Taft Taft & Hagler, Tiebreakers and Greenville Auto World. And now, here's Brian Bailey. All right, happy Monday, everybody. A victory Monday for East Carolina Pirate Baseball after the sweep over the Bearcats of Cincinnati and Austin Knight, AK himself, in his second year as the pitching coach at East Carolina, is live in the studio with us. We'll take your questions and comments on our Facebook live feed, but a great weekend for you guys, wasn't it? Yeah, it was an awesome weekend. You know, anytime you go on the road and win three games, it's a, uh, a, a huge weekend. And so, you know, I thought the guys did a really a really good job of, uh, you know, it's been tough on the road for us up to this point. And so kind of uh, responding and playing well this weekend was big uh, for moving forward. So, yeah, it was, it was a great weekend at Cincinnati. We'll go in depth with the three games coming up. Austin Knight's in the studio back with our show after this. The Angus Grill is your premier spot for the best burgers, cheesesteaks, and brisket sandwiches around. Join us for our unmatched variety of burger combinations. From the mushroom bacon Swiss burger to the jalapeno popper burger to the original Angus Classic. Pair that burger with our amazing onion rings, tots, fries, or sweet potato fries. Angus Grill, with four amazing locations in eastern North Carolina, including Winterville near Pitt Community College, on Jarvis Street in Uptown Greenville, and on Statensburg Road near the hospital. It's the best burger around, guaranteed. I'm Michael Vaughn with East Coast Grading and Utilities. Many of you know my dad, David Vaughn, and his work in putting in subdivisions all over Pirate Nation. But East Coast Grading and Utilities is not just for those type of big jobs. We're here for the homeowners, whether it's concrete, driveways, hauling rock or sand, whatever you need, East Coast Grading and Utilities can get the job done. Call us at 252-531-7494 or check us out on Facebook at East Coast Grading and Utilities. Did you know that it's illegal to dig without first calling 811? 811 is a free program that locates underground utilities, marking them with flags and paint lines so you know where not to dig. Accidentally digging into utility lines interrupts service and could seriously hurt you or someone else. If you know someone who's planning to dig, encourage them to call 811 at least three full working days before they dig. 811 is free, it's safe, and it's the law. This message is brought to you by Greenville Utilities and this station. Mother's Day is that special day where moms shouldn't have to cook. Fifth Street Hardware and Tap Room has you covered with the special brunch buffet Mother's Day. The brunch will include a prime rib station, build your own waffle station, and a buffet with over 12 items to choose from to make everyone in the family happy. Fifth Street Hardware and Tap Room is located on Fifth Street beside the State Theater. Visit them on Facebook or Instagram for more information and daily specials. And we'll see you Mother's Day for the best brunch buffet in town. Hey, Pirate Nation, this is proud ECU graduate and former baseball player Brandon Manning inviting you to join my team at Farm Bureau Insurance. Right now is a good time to review your coverage with a local trusted agent like me. I will make myself available before or after business hours, and my clients always have my cell phone number if they need anything. From home, auto, or life, give me a call today and let's talk about your insurance coverage and about the Pirates. Call 531-1812 and go Pirates! I'm Sam Jones, and for more than three generations, my folks have kept the fires burning for Eastern North Carolina Whole Hog Barbecue. At Sam Jones, you'll find our smokehouse pumping out wood-fired meats cooked fresh every single day. There are no freezers at our place. Everything, and we mean everything, is made fresh daily, including our sides, sweets, and sauces. Stop in and see us, and I bet you'll be able to taste our passion in just one bite. At Sam Jones Barbecue, you'll find plenty of smoke, but no mirrors. I sailed out of the port of Bristol with sailors wearing black armbands. Pirate Radio. And found ourselves proclaimed notorious pirates. The voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities. Working for our community, not for shareholders. Now, back to the show. 
All right, welcome back to our show on this Monday. Austin Knight, pitching coach at East Carolina, is our guest. Again, we're taking your questions and comments on our Facebook live feed. Pirates at 34 and 14, 11 and 6 in the American after sweeping Cincinnati. Cincinnati's ready to go to the Big 12, especially in baseball, because they're ready to get rid of East Carolina. Pirates go 6 and 0 against the Bearcats. And, you know, you, you look at that. At first glance, you say, you know, that's six wins, six easy games. They weren't six easy games at all, were they? No. And that's a very good team. And they, and they never are. I mean, if you look at what they've done in, in conference play outside of play right. against us, right, they, they've actually been very successful. I mean, they, they, they've they got six of their, uh, I don't know, ten losses from, they come from us. Right. So they, they've played well against everyone else in the conference up until this point. And, I mean, playing a team six times in a year is difficult regardless of who you're playing. Playing. But Cincinnati certainly they have a they have an offense that can hurt you. They can run the ball out of the yard a little bit. Um, they got a, a handful of good arms that that you know you you match up on the right day and um, they can they can stuff you for a few innings. And so they, they're always a tough team to play. Ever since you know ever since I've got I've been here at East Carolina and we played Cincinnati. The games are always tight. They're always close and uh, they're they're definitely a challenge. You know when you look at, at at what what's at stake over the next two weeks, East Carolina has uh, six conference games to go, two non-conference games. And we do have some breaking news. The Old Dominion game is going to be moved to Wednesday at 3 o'clock. 3 o'clock, yes. So so that's a, a that's something that hasn't come out officially yet, but it's going to be Wednesday at 3, and it's moving back to the Old Dominion uh, Stadium. Yeah, baseball back, back park to Old right Dominion there. Stadium. Um, they had some trouble with, with travel and things like that. They're going to get back a little bit later um, tonight. And so with the weather impending in the, in the Norfolk uh, area, you know, tomorrow night just felt like it was safest for us to get it in if we moved it to uh, Wednesday. And with that, the pro park that in the parameters that they have around the game and things like that, it was just kind of tough to to navigate that. So it was just easier to to move it back to ODU Stadium. And you guys got a little experience with uh, travel problems, don't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that Wichita weekend was was certainly fun. That was fun. Oh, you know, uh, uh, wearing the same outfit for a couple days straight and and going from there. But that's you know, what Coach Palumbo said. He said, Yeah, it's, it's one of those. Things things if you're in this long enough and and you're in college baseball long enough things happen you know yeah. i've i've been on trips where we're taking uh you know these sleeper buses and one of them breaks down and and this of course isn't at east carolina this is uh actually a, a different place but um bus breaks down and it, it, we have to get a mechanic out there to fix it and, and we're rolling into town overnight at about 9 30 the next morning and so there's there's always things that come up in college baseball and and you try to navigate them the best they uh that you can and Honestly, the few years that I've been here, it's been the most seamless uh, travel that I've ever been a part of. So. Yeah. Yeah, it had to be rough, that's for sure. But Cincinnati was much better as far as the travel goes, and the games went much better as far as that goes as well. Let's go through the, the weekend. Uh, we start off with Zach Root in game one. That's a little bit of a different uh, change for you guys. Yeah, it's a little bit different, and, and you're talking about a freshman taking the ball on, on Friday night. Um, Zach's really been good for us throughout the course of the season. Yes, he has. And uh, you certainly see the potential that he has moving forward in his career. And so, uh, but, w- but with that being said, he is a freshman and he's still learning the uh, the college game and what it takes to be successful and um, you know I didn't think on Friday he was at his best but he still kept us in the game and gave us a chance to win the game and then of course we got the the ball to the bullpen and they did a tremendous job throughout the the second half of that game um, but Zach's just gonna he's gonna continue to get better and he, he's going to you know he's gonna pitch again on Friday this Friday night coming up and uh, I look for him to be outstanding just like he was against Tulane uh, last Saturday and so and you know you guys have the luxury of having such a great bullpen. you got so many guys with so much experience that you can go to with, with a lot of confidence. I mean, it's just not it's not like you're walking down and saying, hmm, who are we going to put in now? Because you got they're just lined up, and they're all really good. Yes, and they've done a great job. Yeah. And, you know, you, you, you add Spivey back into that mix in the bullpen, and you're talking about another extremely good, experienced, mature arm that you can give the ball to. And, um, yeah, a lot of older guys, a lot of different looks um, from Danny Bill to, from, to, to Wyatt Lunsford Shankman, who pitched outstanding oh. yesterday, which we'll talk about yeah, here in a little yeah, exactly. bit. Exactly. Um, to, to Spivey, to Sailor, who can also start for you. To you know, Jake Hunter has been really good out of the bullpen uh, this year in that role, and so I'm probably leaving some guys out. But you know, the guys, I think that's what it takes. You know, everybody wants to talk about the starting rotation, and our starting rotation have been fantastic. Uh, really, the the majority of this year, and it does take having a good starting rotation. But the bullpen can be just as important. Oh yeah, I would say maybe even 
even more important yes. because a lot of times these guys come in, you know, with runners on base and you know, the table's set for the other team, mm. you know, the offensive team, and they got to come out and put the fire out right away. All right, so so Root goes three innings and then Jake Hunter comes in and I thought he he really pitched well two and two thirds, gave up a couple of hits in that first game. Yeah, he was great. He was exactly what we needed, just put us some zeros and get us to the end of the game um, there and, and allow our offense to get back in the dugout quickly and score some runs. Um, and that's really who he's been. He's been a guy that can kind of come in in middle relief and um, he has a really good fastball, but he has enough in his repertoire to mix enough to where they can keep him off the fastball. But he, uh, he's he he's been doing a great job and he was, again, uh, vital to that win on Friday. And then Danny Beal comes in after that. He goes three and a third. Yes. They gave up only one hit. Yes, and Danny's had spurts where he's been just like that, like you just said, where he's been um, really, really, really effective and, and tough on uh, the opposing offense. And he, you know, he's he's a neat one just because he can go over the top. He comes underneath. He throws about six different pitches from those slots. And so it, it, it's a guy that can it can really keep the offense off balance. And, um, you know, he was tremendous on Friday. And we've been giving the ball to him a lot here here recently because he's been throwing the ball and, and it, as well as he has and has uh, certainly been giving us quality performances. So definitely happy with him. You know, you look at the offensively, and we were talking about it before we went on. It's so much easier to pitch to play defense when your guys are hitting behind the guys, and, and the guys. You know, I think Amac had a home run and a triple before the popcorn was was finished. Yeah, I mean, he did. I mean, he had two early big hits in that game. Noak had a couple of triples. I mean, how many times do you see a guy get two triples in one game? But he did. Not a lot, but he has that, that game changing type speed yes. to, to go along with, of course, a good bat at the plate. And um, yeah, you know, when the offense is playing like that, I think it takes a lot of pressure pressure off of everybody. It allows those guys to to go play freely and go pitch freely on the mound. And of course, the defense, they already, you know, the confidence that they have in the plate, it just carries out to the field as well. And, you know, those are the games where you see great defense, uh, a good pace on the mound. And then, of course, uh, when, when we get it in the dugout, a lot of runs being scored. And uh, it, it certainly carries throughout our entire team. Pirates take game one, nine, three. What was the feeling like after that first game? Because the first game of a series is always so important, but, but you guys take care of business win rather comfortably what was the mood like it was great you know it's it great and you know I addressed it earlier a little bit but we haven't played great on the road but I thought right. we played really well on Friday and so that was a good feeling uh, and so you know within the coaching staff and the team we were certainly happy with the way we played on Friday um, but with weekend series and, and the challenges that you know they present in college baseball and the disparity with that um, the, the mood has to change quickly and get focused on the next day right the next the next game the next uh, you know the next the next deal, and so um, I think that you know within our staff and within our 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 players, we do a really nice job of turning the page quickly. But but of course, you know, whenever you're winning and you're playing well, right. that that is that is advantageous to moving into the next day as long as we're doing things the right way. You go into game two, Josh Groves gets the start. He goes four and two thirds, gave up four hits. And again, what you guys are asking for the starters to do is give you a chance to win the game. He certainly did that. Always. Yeah. yeah. And he four and two thirds and didn't give up any runs and pitched through some traffic and um, you know, it was definitely a a, a mature and veteran outing for him because I I didn't think that he was as sharp as we've seen them this year um that it certainly wasn't perfect uh had some leadoff guys get on base but the 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 great thing about having those older guys and guys who have been there and done that is that they can navigate through it they can make pick, big pitches when they need to and of course he got us into the second half of the game and we went to the bullpen and um and you know ended up winning that game but it, it, of course when he came out the game was still pretty tight yeah again comes in pitches uh gets an out richie comes in pitches gets an out and then carter spivey and and i really wanted to ask you about carter because he didn't pitch badly as a starter, mm-hmm. but it just seems like when you can look on his face that he looks, it looks like he's more comfortable, just fired up, ready to go as a reliever. Yeah, and, and he is. You know, he he kind of rides that adrenaline wave a little yeah. bit, and, and he's definitely more comfortable in that bullpen, which is a little crazy, you know, yeah. coming into those those high leverage situations with guys on base. He's more comfortable in that as opposed to, you know, starting. And, and he, of course, he started well and pitched well and, right. and had some great outings. I mean, you know, you talk about his AAC pitcher a week just a couple weeks ago against Cincinnati. Um, <clears throat> but he's just extremely effective out of the bullpen. But it's, it's more what has to do with his mind and his mentality coming out of the pen. It's just a little bit different coming out of the pen with that adrenaline going coming into a situation that 
than having to carry that when you're just uh, when you're starting every seven days. Um, and he's he's one of the best that I've you know been around when it comes to to, to being out, being consistent out of the bullpen like that. It's like when he comes out and, as a starter and looks around. There's nobody on base. There's, there's nothing going on. There's no excitement. But when he you know, comes out as a reliever and you know he knows that that's you know the game's on the line per se. And I think that he just you could just see the spark was there. I mean it really. Mm-hmm. I mean it's really fun to watch. I've always been a fan. Last year I thought you know to me last year he kind of snuck up on everybody like when they started talking about American pitcher of the year mm-hmm. and I was like how many oh. Oh yeah! Look at the record. Look at look at the earned run average. Yeah, yeah. that's a, he, he had the great stats, and and he probably won't win it this year just because of, of other things. But how effective is that coming out of the bullpen? I it's, mean, that's just it's huge. unbelievable. It's huge. It's it's uh, it's it's invaluable. You know, it's having him to come in and, and really pitch at any point in the game. It's not like he's just a closer or a middle relief guy. I mean, you know, he came in in what it what was it the sixth inning or seventh inning or whatever it was the other day, and uh, would have finished the game if we didn't. And put up some put up some runs and different things right. like that. If the game was still tied, he would have finished the game. But we had an opportunity where we could get him out of there. Um, but you know, having a guy that can go multiple innings, he has been built up as a starter, but is really comfortable in that reliever role. It's just so valuable, and and we have so much trust in him taking the ball at any point, whether it's as a starter or a reliever. Had some big blasts in the game. Obviously, Jacob Starling's three run home run kind of kind of puts you in a spot where hey, you know, we we got a really good chance to win this game. Mm-hmm. And then as you said, you get the five run ninth inning and that's Justin Wilcoxon's grand slam so that puts over the edge and you're able to, to save Spivey a little bit so if you do need him uh, in that third game but uh, yeah 11-3 was the final in game two and that of course moved us to game three a 10 inning affair and you knew you know good teams as you said going in you know Cincinnati's six losses in the conference have all come against East Carolina six of the ten they've got a good team they were one game out of third place I think mm-hmm. going into the weekend yeah. so so you knew and you knew they really wanted to salvage at least one game and they got the big three run bomb in mm-hmm. the game and they had a chance to win it. Yeah absolutely they, they certainly did and they uh, they played well yesterday and took advantage of some of the mistakes that we made um, both you know on, on the mound and in the field and, and some different things like that um, but for us you know to go there and really probably not play our best game there on that Sunday but come out with a win and a sweep is, is huge you know but um, but uh, d- definitely, man, they, they were definitely uh, they definitely played a good game. They played well. They pitched it well. They they had the big swings, and, and like I said, they took uh, took advantage of some of our miscues uh, in the field and, and on the mound. You know, you, you look at this Pirate Baseball program and what Cliff's been able to do with it, and, and every year in the preseason, we talk about how much depth is there, and this team is really, really deep. And you see that depth in a game like this. When you put a guy in like a Riley Johnson who comes in as a pinch runner, and then he's mm-hmm. basically the hero of the game and, and comes in late, but he had to sit around and wait the whole time you know, to become that hero. But, but guys buy into their roles. They don't come to the park, and if they don't see themselves starting, they go sit in the corner and pout. They know they've got a role and they know they've got a shot at some point in the game. Yeah, absolutely. And that's just, again, it's a credit to the culture that Coach Godwin has, has built here and, and getting buy-in from the players because it isn't like that everywhere. But, right. But like we tell the guys, you don't ever know when, you're, when it's your time's going to come and you don't ever know uh, when you're going to win a game and when you're going to be the quote-unquote hero of that game. And, and Riley has been outstanding, um, whether it's been in a starter role, but it's certainly off the bench here of recently. I think I, I don't want to jinx him, but he's been like six for six in his last, you know, six pinch hit at bats, and of course is able to. He's very dynamic on the bases. He's an extremely, extremely good outfielder, and he brings, um, you know, a lot to the game whenever he's in there. And so, um, yeah, he, he, he's he's been great, and that was a huge swing uh, yesterday. And oh yeah, and uh, of course, you know, JC putting putting the nail in the coffin with the hit right. after that to score the run. And um, but those guys off the bench, they're 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 so important. And you know, coach, he likes to play. A lot of players. He likes to get the go- those guys in the game. He likes to make some moves, and so um, again, those guys having the right mindset is is the most important thing for their, them to have success when they come in in those spots. Yeah, and it just seems to me like like the guys, you know, when they come in, you know, they've got their own sort of spark. And Riley, of course, when he hit that double, he got the second base, and he was, you know, he, he was looking over at the bench, and they were all fired up and everything because basically, uh, I think the first out was already made. It was one out, mm-hmm. and he gets on second base. He got a chance to score the run, and uh, Jake. 
Jacob Jenkins Coward did just that on the mound for East Carolina in game three. We got a chance to see Trey Savage. He went one inning. You guys had him on a really strict pitch count mm-hmm. because of his, I don't want to call it an injury, but he had some arm soreness. How did he come out of that? How's he feeling? He's feeling great. He's feeling great. And the velocity was back up. He was throwing the ball. It was back up. Yeah, it was throwing yeah. the ball 95 miles an hour in the first inning and felt outstanding. I, you know, I, he's only, he only got off the mound one time prior to that. So getting him back into a consistent routine is going to be key to, to him knocking off some of that rust and getting back to, to where he was. Uh, but it was super encouraging to see him back out there. And um, yeah, we, we're not going to let him throw more than 35 pitches uh, yesterday. And of course, that, that first inning extended a little longer than what we would, what we'd have liked. Um, but anytime that you see that guy out there and you see that guy competing, that you're feeling good about you know your chances to win a game and, and getting him back into the mix. Of course, is is key. You know, with with the future, with the pre, with the postseason, and right. and uh, in our goals moving forward. And so him feeling good, him uh, getting back in a routine is is uh, is huge and it's very exciting. And the other exciting thing is that you guys have players to go to. You knew you were going to throw him 30, 35 pitches. As you said, the first thing went a little longer, so you can't throw him in the second. That's right. So he comes out after the first inning, and then Garrett Saylor comes in, a guy with all that experience, and he, he really pitched well, too. Yeah, and, and G has been great. You know, he, he threw awesome against North Carolina in the middle of the week, gave us a great start against them, and then, uh, of course, bouncing back and, and uh, ask him to give us some some length to get us to, you know, basically the fifth inning. And um, he wasn't he wasn't at his best, but he gave us a chance to win the game, and that's the key, is that, you know, on, on, the, on the mound, man, you're not going to always have your best stuff. It's not going to always go perfect, but if you can be competitive enough to keep us in the game and give us a chance to win the game, that's all you can really ask uh, on that day. And so I think he definitely certainly he certainly did that, and uh, you know gave us a chance to win and gave us a chance to get to uh, you know the, the back end of our bullpen and the back end of the game. And and of course you know went to White Lunch for Shinkman there and and, yeah. and was just uh, he literally couldn't have been any better. No, he couldn't have been. Any, I'm I'm telling you, five innings pitched, no hits, no runs, no run runs, obviously, uh, no walks. Uh, three strikeouts, but he just really went in and took control of the game. And his body language showed, "I'm in control of this game." Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to give up much if I give up anything. And he didn't give up anything. I mean, yeah. he was really, he was really, really good. Yeah, it was perfect through five. I mean, he uh, he did he retired every every hitter that he faced, and you know, you, he's had a, just a tremendous year and and has really grown over the last you know year as, as I talked about in the preseason. And, and I don't know if you can expect a guy to come in and pitch as well as he has um, you know you obviously see the development and you see how much better he's gotten but when he's out there he is poised he's intense he has confidence in, in, in any pitch in any count um, but the, the way that he threw the baseball yesterday was just outstanding I was very proud uh, pr- proud of him at the end and I told him that And um, but you could tell like you said with the body language he mm-hmm. was his demeanor was outstanding his poise was really good and, and he, he was in total control of the game Pirates go 3-0 on the weekend sweeping Cincinnati's Bearcats. We'll take a commercial break right now and we'll come back and talk more with Austin Knight, pitching coach at East Carolina. As we go to break, Pirate fans, the Papa John's is an MVP move for game day or any day. You place your order online at papajohns.com and sign up for Papa Rewards, Papa John's, better ingredients, better pizza, go Pirates, and they brought lunch to the crew back here. That's why we're not going very fast around here because everybody's over there enjoying the Papa John's. Back with more after this. You've had your new computer a few years now, but lately it's been running super slow, acting strange, and you're worried about viruses and losing data. This is driving me mad! Let the experts at University PC Care in Greenville and New Bern professionally diagnose your Mac or PC to see what's really going on. They'll determine the root cause and not just symptoms, so you don't waste money fixing the wrong issues. Call 252-558-1280 for in-store or remote service, or make an appointment online at universitypccare.com. The icy treat that can't be beat is Sparky Snowballs. From big kids to little kids, Sparky Snowballs has been making smiles happen for over 20 years. If you're not in the mood to chill out with a snowball, Sparky's funnel cakes and fried Oreos are a perfect Sparky-licious treat every time. Are you having an event, party, or fundraiser? Call Sparky's to come on site. Remember to follow Sparky's on Facebook or visit SparkySnowballs.com to see where they'll be next. 
The Buccaneer Music Hall is your beacon of music in the land of the pirates. They're open every day and have live music every night, along with 18 big screen TVs to watch all your favorite sporting events. Tuesday, it's karaoke with DJ Captain Morgan. Wednesdays, it's line dancing. Thursday night is the dance party with DJ Kid Scene. And live music every Friday and Saturday night with the best bands on the East Coast. Follow The Buck on Instagram for more information on scheduled events. And we'll see you at The Buck. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. UniversitySportswearENC.com is your one-stop shop for all promotional products for your business. With over 1 million items to shop from, UniversitySportswearENC.com offers high-quality products at prices to fit any budget. Visit UniversitySportswearENC.com for contact information and to get shopping. UniversitySportswearENC.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Pirate radio sounds different. Different is good. We are all the same. You'll be ashamed. Because different is good. Oh, yeah. Pirate. Pirate radio. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities. Community-owned utilities mean local control, low rates, and high reliability. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to our show. Austin Knight, pitching coach at East Carolina, is our guest. Pirates down to the last handful of games. East Carolina and Old Dominion, as we mentioned earlier in the show, has been moved to a 3 o'clock start coming up on Wednesday. As far as a starting pitcher goes, you still got to wait and see how your guys react from the weekend and before you guys decide who you'll start and that will probably be a lot of a lot of play, players will pitch probably in that game yeah I, I would expect a lot of pitchers to pitch and um you know that that's the thing about you know with with trey being out and and kind of building back up is that a lot of guys are, are being asked to to pitch you know and pitch a lot and so uh we'll see we'll, we'll see how guys recover in the next day or so and and i would expect a, a starter to be announced within the next 24 hours um but again it's, it's going to be a lot of faces out there a lot of guys uh, that go out there and, and are asked to, to get some outs on, on Wednesday. That'd be good. Old Dominion, East Carolina Wednesday at 3 o'clock now and it'll be played at Old Dominion Stadium and not at Harbor Park, which is kind of kind of a disappointment, I guess. I know you guys like to play in those uh, you know minor league ballparks because you've had a chance to play in a couple this year. Yeah, they're unique and the, the crowds are, are pretty cool uh, from that standpoint, but uh, as far as this game, we, we just wanted to play. You know, this is a good road game for us. Old Dominion is a tremendous team um, and from RPI's standpoint it, it's it's beneficial for us to go play and so whatever we needed to do to get this game in was uh was what we were going to do let's go back to game three against cincinnati and you guys are at the ballpark you take infield everybody's getting warmed up and all of a sudden the power goes out what was that like uh it was interesting you heard the generators kick on and uh the scoreboard was out and the video board was out and um you know no music or anything like that and so it, it kind of felt like a fall scrimmage game for a little bit um, uh, but it, but it was unique and, and kind of it, it was kind of cool, really. I mean, outside of the fact that you can't you, we couldn't do the national anthem or anything like that, but it was, it was kind of hey, you're just playing a game now. You're playing baseball, and uh, you're not having to listen to all the walkout songs and all the <laughs> all the you know all that stuff in, in between innings and things like that. It's just hey, kind of like backyard baseball. Let's roll roll the balls out and let's play, man. Let's get after it. What was Austin Knight's uh, walk up song? Oh goodness, I had a couple back in the day. I'm trying. I bet I have no idea what they are either because I don't know. You you might. Um, I definitely had a. Uh, the way you move by Outcast at one point. Um, no diggity was one of mine. No diggity? No diggity. I, I don't know anything about no diggity. Oh come on! <laughs> you, you need to get out of here. Do we have no diggity? Get, get out of here and go listen to that. Um, but but I had a couple. I don't remember all of them. Probably a couple country songs. That, oh good. Point. Now see, I might yeah. have a chance there. Yeah, I don't remember them. Yeah, but I, I certainly I probably thought they were cool in the moment. <laughs> I mean, they probably weren't, but uh, probably thought they were cool and 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 thought I was really cool when I was walking up the plate. So so we, so when the players now when they put their their songs on a list. Does coach go through and, and look at them to make sure they're good? Or that's more have... of a uh, Blake Hardigree job to make sure there's nothing uh, explicit. Or I could see Cliff calling Blake. Blake, come here. Yeah, that, that... Joe Smith over there's got this song. Yeah, huh? no, nothing explicit, <laughs> nothing outlandish. Certainly, uh, there, there's definitely some background checks going on on the <laughs> on the songs and different things like that. Because you know you can't put it past 18 to 22 oh, yeah. year olds doing doing some stuff like that. So <laughs> it's funny because some of the songs through the years. 
just you know I'll hear, I hear I've never heard them before. I hear them and then I'll I'll start hearing them other places and 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 I think of it as being their welcome song, not yeah. the, the guys that sing. Oh or yeah, oh yeah. yeah. That's that's uh, I, I figure there's probably a lot of a lot of fans probably the same deal. You know, they go to uh, Mellow Mushroom and hear a song on the on the on the radio and it's probably oh that's Jacob Jenkins and Cowards <laughs> that's uh, right. walkout song that's or, right. or whatever. I know I used to be the same way whenever I was younger and going to to high school baseball games or our college games or whatever it was is just like you're listening to the walkout songs oh that's so and so's walkout yeah. song and you just that, that, st- that sticks in your mind a little bit it sure does alright let's go through what you guys do as a staff with you as the pitching coach and, and, and with Cliff when you guys go into a game with your starting pitcher named, you know, do you have an idea or go through and rank like, okay, who we're going to go with next? You know, if, if case one, you know, he's breezing, he goes six innings, who we're going to go with? Case two, he struggles early, and we got to get somebody in there. I mean, is it something like that that you talk about, or is it kind of on the fly when you guys are are in the middle of the game type thing? Yeah, a little bit of both. You know, a little bit of both. We definitely communicate about it prior to the game, uh, but sometimes the game will dictate that from what the opposing team is doing, what their swings look like, what is effective against them. Um, but you have ideas of who the guys that you would like to give the ball in the middle of the game. And then, of course, the guys at the back end of the game that you're going to give the ball kind of regardless of where, where you're where you're at with that stuff. Um, and so it's kind of a mix of both. And then and then also just using your eyes and, and using your feel for the game and and saying, well, this guy should be a good matchup based off of what I'm seeing here, you know, uh, and, and kind of go from there. Um, and then, of course, you look at matchups, you look at numbers, you look at uh, the opposing team, how they hit against right-handed pitching, how they hit against left-handed pitching, and that all comes in the scouting, how they hit against sliders, how they hit against a, a good four-seam fastball or a sinker wow. guy. And, and so, you got columns all over the place. Yeah, there's a lot of information, and, and you have to. We have more technology, and we have more access to that stuff than we've ever had, and so you don't have to guess as much. Now, it doesn't mean that it's always right. going to be right. doesn't you know, always because, work. Because it still is, uh, you know, they're hitting against other team staffs, they haven't faced our staff, and that's kind of what I, I always tell our guys, regardless. And so, um, because I think that you know we have one of the best pitching pitching staffs in the country, and so what they've done against opposing staffs doesn't mean that that's what they're going to do against ours. But you try to get as much information as you possibly can. You watch as much video, and 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 you kind of you try to make the most educated decisions on what's going to be the most effective and and help us win a game. Yeah, and, and you, at some point you do have situations. Does Cliff look down at you and say, okay? we got a lefty coming up and you know two batters and you know what we're going to do here and you start the wheels start turning yeah we, we talk about that a lot and and you have to be proactive about it just from the standpoint you got to give them time to to go to the bullpen and get hot and get their arm ready and their mind ready and things like that and so uh you w- the way that we do it we have guys who we kind of deem as clean inning guys who we want to go out there with nobody on and start the inning and then guys who uh, we feel like we can bring in in the middle of a, of a mess and we'll do a good job of cleaning it up and so usually those clean inning guys um, you know it, it's a little bit less expedited in the fact that they'll have more time right. to get ready uh, those those middle inning guys and the the matchup guys you know we'll, we'll have them down there moving their bodies at the beginning of the inning and then kind of the, the inning will dictate that is if you know uh, if the leadoff guy gets on all right now let's let's get him hot maybe i'll take a visit to give him some more time to get ready and and uh and, and then you go from there but yeah we're, we're always talking about those things we're always communicating about it and you're always you got to think a couple innings ahead you know a mm-hmm. couple batters ahead the best that you can uh that way that you know, when those situations arise that you're prepared for them you know we, we, we talk so much about last year and the job you did with that pitching staff because yeah i've never seen so many tbas or tbds to be determined or to, or to be announced uh in a rotation but that's basically what you guys had just about week in and week out uh and, and you were able to juggle everything and you went on that 20 game winning streak how has the year this year been different than that year for you personally i think the beginning of the year was definitely different because our starters were, were eating the majority of our innings right and you know you looked on a weekend and you could have three guys that pitch into the seventh inning and there's just not a whole lot of innings to to have to fill whenever that's happening. I think over the last week or so um, that it's been a little bit different in the fact that uh, the starters haven't been pitching as deep into the games, which is fine. 
is fine, which is no problem because sometimes, you know, facing the lineup one or two times and then getting another guy in there can be very beneficial. Um, and so I think in the last week or so, it's been somewhat similar to last year. Not exactly the same, of course. You're right. still, you know, for the most part, pitching into the fourth or fifth inning with the starters. Um, but to answer your question, the, the majority of this year has been different just because the starters have, have, have eaten so much more innings and been very effective. When you're working with guys individually, I mean, you're, you're a laid-back guy, but obviously you've got a point to get across and you've got to work on certain things. But to a man, and, and I've had him on, some of the players on, I think Clips had some of the players on, but they're always talking about the job that AK does and, and, and what a you know great job, how, how, how he kind of you know just navigates everything and helps me so much. Well, that's, that's I mean, just because I tell him to say that I don't, or I won't pitch him. I mean, it's or you won't, Or you won't it's throw. Like, hey, you're going on the radio today. That's make right. sure you, you say good things about you gotta me. Make sure, yeah, <laughs> and that's a good strategy on your part, obviously. But but that's got to mean mean a whole lot as far as, as just you know how they feel about you because that's a relationship that that you know it, it's kind of unique in sports. I mean, the pitching coach with the pitchers, you know, a hitting coach with the hitters, kind of thing. But pitching, I think, is even more so because obviously you know we always say baseball is a sport that will humble you in a heartbeat, and mm-hmm. it's certainly well on the mound. Yeah, no question, and it it is great to hear that. Um, I think you know with anything in coaching there. There has to be so much trust that's built in in a relationship, or you're not going get, to get where you need to go. And, you know, this, the old saying is that they need to know how much you care before they know how much you know. And so that's, it, yeah. it, it all it all starts with the relationships. And that's the reason that I got into this. You know, if, um, if, if, if I wasn't coaching baseball, I'd be doing something else that involved, uh, you know, teaching or something of that stand, something from that standpoint. Um, but, you know, it, it, it starts with the guys that are recruited here and the players, but more importantly, the human beings. I mean, we have such such great kids here who are very coachable and want to learn and have great personalities that they make it fun to be around. You know, if you don't have those kids or maybe you got some some kids who are, are, are not great people or not very coachable, that makes every coach's job harder, you know. But I think that it starts in the fall and it's, it really starts in recruiting with talking to these kids and building relationships and, and making them understand how much you, you care and how much you want their success, and uh, and go from there, and then from that from that stamp after that is it's all about individualizing for for each pitcher is because everyone's so different. Yeah, you can't, you can't put them into one category and just say this is how we're going right. to train you. It's, it, it all has to do with what they do well, what they don't do well, and how can we make them as good as possible. And that plan is different for Trey Savage than it is for Carter Spivey or for Josh Groves or for Landon Ginn or for Wyatt Lunch for Chinkman and 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 the only way that you're going to reach them with that stuff is by by building those relationships, building the trust, and then holding the guys accountable to the work that they're expected to, to, to do every single day. Do you ever have a guy come up and say, hey, coach, watch this, and he throws some pitch you've never seen before and the ball moves like three feet, you're like, try to do that again. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, exactly. yeah, absolutely. I think that w- within the development pieces, you got you to gotta be creative and you got to let yeah. kind of kind of be themselves and let them explore. And, you know, that's the thing. Carter Spivey came back from summer ball and all of a sudden he had this cutter, right? which has been arguably the reason that he's been so successful over the last two years um, outside of him just growing as a, as right. a pitcher. Um, but there, there's things like that all the time. You know, it's, it's Trey Savage being open to trying a bunch of different stuff, you know, trying a split finger, trying a, trying a cutter, and, and all of a sudden getting filled for him and then becoming very good pitches, you know. Yeah. and um, But we're always, you know, within reason, trying to make their pitches a little bit better. You know, a little, how, how can we make this a little bit better? How can we make this an outlier? How can we make this a pitch that uh, somebody else doesn't have? You know, and so you're always working on those things. And if you you look up and you see something that looks uh, really good or really nasty, it's like, all right, let, let's let's work on that. Let's yeah. let's try that. You know, because that might be something that we look up in two weeks, and and that's a pitch that's helping you get out. Right. You know? And so you can't be closed minded and, and think that you know, as a, as a pitching coach or any type of coach, that you have all the answers. These kids are the ones that are throwing the baseballs. And they have the feel for the, for what they're doing, and so if they feel like they have something that can turn into turn into a, a really good pitch or or something nasty, then I, it'd be crazy for me to not allow them to do that or work on it and, and and different things like that. Austin Knight, pitching coach at East Carolina, our guest. We'll take another commercial break. Back with more with Coach Knight talking pirate baseball right after this. It's bow time. <laughs> 
Sometimes the craving for Bojangles Supremes is so strong you just gotta have them. Even when your gas tank is on empty and Bojangles is still 10 miles down the highway. Nothing beats the flavor of Bojangles Juicy Golden Supremes, especially when they're part of a perfect combo with four boldly seasoned chicken Supremes, a made-from-scratch biscuit, fixin', and some legendary iced tea. The only thing that can satisfy your hunger is that delicious southern flavor. So when the craving is supreme, put the pedal to the metal. It's bow time. Hi, I'm Ken Hagler of Taft, Taft & Hagler. We're proud to be sponsors of The Brian Bailey Show and The Pirate Nation on Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. If you've been injured on the job or due to someone else's negligence in an automobile collision, call us at 752-2000 for a free consultation with experienced professionals who care. Go Pirates! The best burgers around. Everyone loves a thick, juicy, and fresh burger. Tiebreakers in Greenville, plus the all-new Tiebreakers in Winterville do real burgers better than anybody. So don't just go to any burger-themed restaurant chain. It's time to break the chain and eat local. Tiebreakers, real burgers at its best. Everybody loves burgers. It's time to save big and save now during Bostick Suck Furniture's Memorial Day Markdowns. Beautiful furniture for your home with Memorial Day Markdowns you have to see to believe. Plus six months special financing. Save up to 70% off clearance items. Plus take an additional 25% off accessories. This is a must shop event with incredible savings store wide. Start sleeping better and save on a new mattress with up to 48 months special financing. Now at Bostick Suck Furniture. To keep your bodies active and engaged in the activities that you love, you need a good stretch. And at Bodies and Balance, that's the mission they follow to give you the best quality of life. The team at Bodies and Balance can create a stretch or massage program that is right for you, featuring aromatherapy, hot stones, hot towels, cupping, percussion, and myofacial work at no extra cost if requested. And don't forget to mention Pirate Radio and get your first massage for $1 per minute and your first stretch free. Call today at 916-4530 and check them out online at bodiesandbalance.com. Cucko's Sports Bar and Restaurant, located in the Old Professor O'Cool's location, has daily lunch specials from 11 to 5, including their famous $1 wing special, Monday through Wednesday, all day long. Cucko's has entertainment every Tuesday with Country Western Night and karaoke on Thursday starting at 8. Take advantage of their weekly fresh fruit margarita specials and be sure to try the best Philly ribeye steak rolls in town while you're at it. Cucko's Sports Bar and Restaurant, Greenville's Diamond in the Rough. Check them out on Facebook for more information. Go Pirates! Radio. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities. Community-owned, community-powered. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to our show. Austin Knight, pitching coach at East Carolina, is our guest. Got about uh, 16, 17 minutes to go in our show. Next week, Joe West, who's umpired more Major League Baseball games than anybody in history. Next stop will be the Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, but Joe West will join us right here on our show, and we're looking forward to that because he's got some great Major League Baseball stories, and uh, he is just a, a, a king storyteller and he tells some great ones so we'll have him on next week and then the week after that we'll be down in Clearwater we'll try to catch up with Coach Godwin and some of the guys uh, in Clearwater. Hard to believe that we're already headed to Clearwater in a couple of weeks. It goes by so fast you know I, I, it always you know when the beginning of the season starts you look at the longevity of a 56 game schedule and you're like alright this is going to it's going to you know obviously uh, be a long season or whatever it might be but then you look up and you're at the very end you know and we got eight, eight games left and um, it's like that every year you blink your eye and and you're you're playing for uh you know championships and playing for postseason and things like that and and i mean we've got eight games left which is wild it is wild uh, six games in the conference the uh, non-conference games against old dominion and against campbell and right now one of the keys is and and i know you guys don't look at it like go out to practice hey, we, we got to keep our rpi's got to come down we got to do this and that but it's one of those things that when you finish a series or something then you go back and look and and you're right 
right in the mix as far as hosting again. You've got a really good chance at that. But you just got to keep playing good baseball. And that's what, what Cliff stresses, but you just got to play good baseball. Yeah, uh, you play good baseball, it'll take care of itself. Right. It, it really will. And I know it's, it's the coaching cliche. Right. And every coach will say the exact same thing. Uh, but if you get worried about the, are we going to host a regional? Is our RPI going to be in the right place? Then now you've got you know external factors and thoughts going through your mind and you're not just focused on the present moment, which is to go out there and win pitches and, and, and win a game, right? And so it, it is just so true in the fact that if we play good down the stretch, if we take care of business, if we play well, then those things will take care of themselves. They will. You know, we stay if we stay healthy, if we stay focused on the task at hand and we and we worry about us, then uh, those things will take care of themselves. But it's not going to take care of themselves by worrying about it. Right. All right. Houston is 12 and 5 in the conference. Wichita State uh, is in third place behind East Carolina. Pirates 12 and 6. Wichita State 10 and 7. The third game of the Houston Wichita State game was washed out and will not be made up. So uh, Houston has a half game lead over East Carolina. Now, in my mind, I think that's a good thing for East Carolina because if you because if you end up tied with Houston, Houston has the tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. As now, as we stand here, unless something happens in the six games that East Carolina has left, but if East Carolina plays all six of those games, then you're either going to beat them by a half game, a game and a half, or, or be behind by a half game or a game and a half. So it's, it's not going to be a tie. Yeah, that's correct. It, it kind of eliminates that tiebreaker. Uh, and so, you know, certainly, uh, you know, I'm sure that Houston wishes that they, they could have played that game. Oh, I'm sure. Any way that they, you know, any way possible, uh, but doesn't it doesn't really change anything from our standpoint? You know, we're still looking to go and and, and play well and and take care of business on our ends, and and if we do that, then at the end of the season, then we'll look up and be in a good place. You know, we, we talk uh, about East Carolina in the American and just the dominance that East Carolina has had through the years, and it's really it's really uncanny when you think about just how well this team has played in the conference, and because this and this is not a good RPI year for the American, but most right. years are. Yeah, most years are, and and even though it's not a good RPI uh, year for, for the American, the teams at the top of the league are good teams. Right, Houston just played bad at the beginning of the season, but they are they are very good. Uh, same with Wichita State. You know, we went there and they were they played outstanding against us. I think Wichita State probably played about as good as they possibly could, and you guys had all all the bad things happen to you to get there, and then didn't play very well, and it yeah, was just a you, you, bad combo. You can kind of call it what it is. They played outstanding. They did, and we did not. Not play well, mm-hmm. and um, but that's not not taking anything from them because I think they have a very talented well, team, I and, and yeah. I think that they're well coached and disciplined, and I think they're good, you yeah. know. And and so you talk about the RPI that the, those things can be those things can be a little misleading in the fact that um, you know you can lose a lot of RPI at the beginning of a season whenever you're you're not off to a good start, right? Um, but those teams are very good, and and obviously gave us a handful early in the uh, in the conference season. Yeah, when you, when you look. Look at, at what you guys have left in front of you. How hard is it to tell guys, and it's another cliche, one game at a time, one pitch at a time. But when you guys preach that the whole year, it's a little easier to do it this time of year because they've heard it all year. And yeah, that's it's, what just, be it's, it's harped on so much. And I think that... Like any anything, you can see the the light at the end of the tunnel, and you, you understand what you need to do. But the only way that we're going to do it is by what you just said, is mm-hmm. by focusing on the, the the one game at a time mantra. And 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 it, but again, it's been talked about so much, um, even from the fall. It's it's you know when we're having practice, it's about the present. It's about that day. It's not about uh, what what's going to happen at the end of the fall. What's going to happen in exit meetings? What what your what your role is going to be? It's about what can we get the most out of this practice today? Um, and whenever you have that mindset set and you kind of take it day by day it makes it a little bit easier when you get to the end of the season and and you kind of see where you're at and what what the standings are and what you need to do well we we just got to focus on today and you know like that that means monday that means dominating our off day getting some good recovery in, and then tomorrow having a good practice and then of course uh doing everything that we possibly can to win the game on wednesday i asked coach palumbo this last week and he i think he had some great ideas the review process everybody wants to get the calls right right but my frustration with it is that we have to have this meeting at the mound to talk about everything and then right now you get two the other team gets two and Mm -hmm. the umpires they can review anytime right if, That's they, correct. if yeah. they see something they think so i mean it's, it's kind of like you know why don't we just go back to where you get to and if you get it right you get to keep your two if you right. don't get it right you lose one mm-hmm. so you got two shots that's only four reviews, but it seems like every bang bang play at first, every 
you know, it's it's just it's gotten to be. And what do they talk about when they get out there? I mean, is it? I always joke that they're, they're talking about what they're going to have for dinner that night or something <laughs> because they get out there and it's like, okay, Joe, what'd you see? Uh, it was it was closed. I I don't I don't know. I mean, we know it was closed. That's why we're reviewing. Yeah, yeah. The process takes too long. Um, you know, I think in the SEC they kind of they they've got a good hold on it where they have people off site or or wherever that are reviewing the play and they have the umpires basically like a football game okay. where they have earpiece in and they they announce the play afterwards and and what they're reviewing and things like that but when they come together i assume that they are they are just reviewing that they are challenging you know the the foot being on the base or whatever it might be just to make sure that they're clarifying exactly what they're going to look for and then they go and look for and sometimes the reviews take a little bit longer sometimes they take you know a, a bit shorter sometimes the the view is not great sometimes it's not well that's the thing yeah the cameras you know it's not it's not a super bowl production at most places and uh, east carolina does a great job with the cameras that they have and the angles that they have they they but you watch some of these other ones and and it's it's hit and miss it's inconsistent you know it's inconsistent certainly um and so i think that there's needs to be some you know uh consistent parameters around those things in order to get the get the call right because i mean there's still times where the call on the field stands whenever it's you know whether the guy may be actually out or safe or whatever it is and so sometimes it's still it's still being confirmed wrong that the the play is wrong and so it's it's uh it's to a point where uh the process just needs to be expedited a little bit and uh and again the most important thing is that we get the 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 call right if we're reviewing it then let's get it right yeah is it a situation where we need to go all of college baseball needs to do the same or is that kind of impossible because some leagues have tv some leagues don't old dominion doesn't have the the, the game is not going to be televised wasn't scheduled for tuesday i don't know if they'll have wednesday's game right televised or not but it doesn't sound like I, it. I think it's impossible i think it's impossible to put true parameters around it just because um you know the 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 the, the sec teams and and the teams with the high budgets are going to be able to afford to do more than what you know right what the, what the other schools that can't can do and so uh, i don't think it's uh, is something that's going to be fixable over any any uh, short certainly any short time, and so um, we'll, we'll we'll kind of see how that plays out. And, and it kind of depends. Some things are reviewable and some things aren't, mm-hmm. and it seems like like some of the things that aren't reviewable should be. Yeah, I don't I don't know how they make the rules with all that stuff. Yeah. You know, I don't know what uh, what why they decide to deem certain things reviewable and certain things not reviewable. I I, I couldn't tell you the the, the science and the, the high level meetings that go on behind <laughs> yeah. closed doors about that stuff. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely interesting. Was it the Carolina game where it looked like Josh Mullen's whole leg was on the bag and it, and it, he got called for it being off the back did you see that that replay i didn't i didn't watch it back um i didn't watch it back but if his whole leg was on the base and that would mean he would be out (laughs) (laughs) but it didn't work out that way but i swear i think he was laying on top of it and i was trying to see is there an angle out there where where it wasn't close but but that that to me is one of the frustrating parts too because you know the the angles are different the cameras are different and and it takes so long because all we're doing right now in baseball is trying to speed up play that's right we got a pitch clock but but we're going to take forever to, to review a play. Yeah, it, it seems counterproductive. Right, it seems very counterproductive. <laughs> That's for sure. All right, we're going to take our final commercial break. Austin Knight live in the studio with us. We'll come back. We'll wrap things up with AK. Get him out of here. Get him set for Old Dominion. And then the weekend series in the American after this. The Doritos Cool Ranch Papadilla. It's the best idea ever. Oh, come on. The Doritos Cool Ranch Papadilla was my idea. I did that. Don't play yourself. The Doritos Cool Ranch Papadilla. Genius. Hey, Pirate fans. Papa John's is the MVP move for game day or any day. Place your order online at papajohns.com and sign up for Papa Rewards. Papa John's. Better ingredients. Better pizza. Go Pirates. Before you hit the road this travel season, be sure to get your tires inspected by the Tire Guys at Greenville Auto World. The Greenville Auto World service team sells all the top brands and economy tires if you need a new set. Need an oil change, state inspection, or AC repair? Greenville Auto World can work on any type of vehicle, and the monthly oil change special is only $29.99. Make an appointment now by calling 364-8730. For award-winning service, trust Greenville Auto World. 
Brick House is Eastern North Carolina's premier restaurant and bourbon authority. Jefferson's, Basil Hayden, Woodford Reserve, and a Midwinter Night's Dram are just a few of the incredible bourbon options. The Rick House features the very best steaks and fresh, made-from-scratch pastas. The Rick House can host your corporate event or special parties in the 3,000-square-foot banquet hall. Join the Rick House for Sunday brunch from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. and for the wine tastings on the last Friday of every month. The Rick House. Pepsi Zero Sugar has a new, better flavor. A Zero Sugar Cola has never tasted this good. But we don't expect you to take our word for it, so we're putting it to the test. Starting with me. Cue the fireworks. We have an official best Zero Sugar ever. It's delicious, it's refreshing, and it's so good you'll need to try it for yourself. Pepsi Zero Sugar. Zero never tasted so good. That's what I like. Happy 100th anniversary to Minji's Bottling Group. Congratulations on 100 years of refreshing Eastern North Carolina. Familia is your go-to spot for the best Italian dishes around, including pizzas, pastas, salads, and homemade desserts. That's Familia. Enjoy half-off wine night on Wednesdays, $3 drafts on Thursdays, or get a pizza of the week for just 12 bucks. That's Familia. Place your order online or call 689-6330 and Familia will have your order ready in their drive-thru window for pickup. That's Familia. Clip, really? Oh, sorry. Familia on Fire Tower Road in Winterville near Pitt Community College. Be sure to check out David Price Construction for all of your commercial or custom residential renovation and building needs. Run by ECU alumni, David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. Proud to be voted the Remodeler of the Year by the Home Builders Association of Raleigh-Wake County in 2018 and Best Business Commercial Remodel Project winner for 2020. David Price Construction, the proud ECU Home Services Partner. Pirate Radio. We are not coming together to just be average. We want to build a program that will year in and year out compete for the American Athletic Conference Championship and compete nationally against any and everybody. The voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, providing reliable utility solutions to the Greenville region since 1905. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to our show. I want to thank the fine folks at Papa John's, one of our great sponsors for dropping off lunch, and they're featuring the Doritos Cool Ranch Papadillas. For the first time ever, we're unleashing the bold, zesty flavor of Doritos Cool Ranch on Papa John's Melty Cheesy Flatbread-style sandwich. The Papadilla served with a signature Cool Ranch dipping sauce. We had some of those in the back, so Austin, we'll have to get you one of those before you leave out of here. We want to thank Papa John's. That sounds outstanding. Sounds like something I do not need. (laughs) I don't need it either. That's uh, that's for sure. East Carolina and Old Dominion coming up now on Wednesday at 3 o'clock. In case you haven't heard the news, they're moving that game to Wednesday at three and that's because the monarchs had some travel issues and the pirates know all about some of those travel issues memphis comes to town for the weekend six o'clock on friday four o'clock on saturday one o'clock on sunday and then campbell comes to town next week uh, all of a sudden the season just kind of wraps up quickly doesn't it it really does it really does it's a, the blink of an eye and you look up and um that's you know that's you know with, with what we just talked about it's why it's so important to just just stay one game at a time focused on what we're doing great chance to see the pirates this weekend hopefully the weather will be be really really good memphis again six o'clock four o'clock and one o'clock for those three games then the campbell game then the pirates head south they'll be in florida for a week because you got usf that three game series so you just stick around there in the tampa area head over to clearwater beach and as we were talking during the commercial break clearwater if you get a chance to go and mostly it's parents that get a chance to go and it's probably an expensive trip but it's a lot of baseball and it's a lot of fun yeah it's outstanding I think it's really one of the best places that you can have the tournament and of course the the American does a good job and puts us up in, in awesome hotels and, and you know you're right on the beach and uh, you get to play at that that, that beautiful stadium of the, the Phillies organization and uh, the kids love it um, it's it's really great for everyone you know whenever it's, it's a really neat town and so whenever you're not playing it's, there's always something to do and so, so, some, something to hang out and, and things like that. And so uh, it's certainly a, a great place to, to have a conference tournament and Clearwater is beautiful. The best part about it, if you win on Tuesday, you get Wednesday off. If you win on Thursday, you get Friday off. Play for the off day, boys. <laughs> play for the off day. Coach was saying in the, in the huddle, you get them together and you say, boys, we got a lot to play for. But the main thing we got to play for is a day off tomorrow at Clearwater Beach. And Coach will let you go, go on the beach for like an hour 
hour or so. One hour. Yeah, one, one hour. hour. No yeah. more. No, no hey. Yeah, I no think more than that. He's got some of those wristbands you guys wear, and he times it. I love it because he'll, he'll go down there and walk around and be like, hey, how long have you been out here? You know, it's time to get back into the hotel, right? Go get a Gatorade. Let's go. I saw the Agnos boys on the beach last year. Of course, Jake was just visiting, and, and Zach was still playing. But they they would have their bathing suits on and their, and their shirts off. And so I, we got a picture taken, and I was like, man, who's the odd man out on this deal? We got two Greek gods. <laughs> <laughs> and you got you got the marshmallow boy right in the middle, but it was uh, it was a lot of fun. And those guys uh, they mean a lot to the program, and uh, it's just you know the, the legacy that you guys have with guys. And I was going to say this about Cliff. You know, Cliff's kind of gruff at times, but to a man, you talk to somebody that's gone through this program, and they they're at their new job and they've got families and stuff. But man, they think so much about what Cliff did for them to make them a man. And, and I know it's sometimes during the process it's hard, but when they get out, man, they are they are very thankful. Absolutely, he's the best in the country and it's coming from somebody who played for him that's you true. know and so I, I actually have that perspective and, and understanding of what you're talking about and there's no way i'm here if, if not for you know coach goblin and uh everything that he did for me in my playing career at Ole miss and uh um you know that's coming from a coach's son as well and so yep. you know ha- having those influences is huge but he's the best he cares so much about our guys and and of course you know uh, developing them on the field but more so as a human being and a leader in society and uh just teaching them how to how to be a, a great man. Austin certainly enjoyed the hour, man. It flies by with mm-hmm. you. I certainly appreciate you coming on. Pirates at 34 and 14, 11 and 6 in the American half game out of first place. Best of luck the rest of the way here. Thanks, Brian. Go Pirates. That's Austin Knight joining us, and that is our show. We'll see you back here next week. Joe West, who's umpired more games than anybody in the history of baseball, he joins us next week right here on the Brian Bailey Show. We'll see you next Monday. This has been The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, and also brought to you by Angus Grill, Bostic Sug Furniture, Bojangles, East Coast Grading, Papa John's, Pepsi, The Rick House, Greenville Utilities, Taft Taft and Hagler, Tiebreakers, and Greenville Auto World. Join us next week for another edition of The Brian Bailey Show, right here on Pirate Radio.